Good evening, and welcome back to Breathing Space, the quietest corner of the internet. I'm Sam. Join me Monday through Thursday every week for a relaxing podcast to help you wind down, de-stress, and drift off into the deep sleep you deserve. Tonight, lie back and listen in as you're transported to your very own luxury yacht, bobbing between the beautiful Greek islands. Hit the follow button to begin building a bedtime routine that serves you. You can now vote on which stories and meditations you'd like to hear next in the Spotify polls. Before your mind drifts beyond your body, and we sink into tonight's tale. Let's take a moment to wind down and relax. Allow yourself a long, lazy yawn and stretch out your arms and legs as you work into the muscles most in need of release. Allow yourself a deep breath in and out. Wrap your arms around your shoulders and take a moment to hold yourself tonight. Resting there in your own embrace, draw a deep breath in through your nose. And as you exhale through your mouth, release any emotional tension bound up within you. Tonight, take a moment to self-regulate without the words of wisdom, the unsolicited opinions, and the validation of others to crowd your thoughts and clutter your mind. Take a moment to offer yourself the comfort and unconditional love you deserve. Breathe in and out, in and out, offering love, kindness, and compassion to yourself with every cycle of your breath. Draw a deep breath in and exhale as you say a silent thank you to the body that carried you through yet another long day. Breathe in and out as you thank the mind that helps you navigate the ever-changing world. Draw a final deep breath in through your nose and exhale as you vow to be patient with yourself and promise to extend kindness to yourself always. Let your arms come to rest at your sides, and if you haven't already, let your eyes gently drift closed as this evening's story begins and you're transported to sunny Santorini. It's already afternoon when you hear the boat's mast 
groan at the release of the tension in the mainsail and the crew reel in the white sailcloth. You're making a slow and steady approach to Santorini Armeni port when you surface on deck. The port is shrouded in the shade of the Aegean's brightest jewel, Oya. The sun has just passed its highest point, and you know the lazy day you spent relaxing with a book below deck is about to get even lazier as the blazing heat of the day burns into soft afternoon sunlight. The boat comes to a slow stop in the harbour and the crew hitch it to a hook bedded into the wall with thick rope. The skipper helps you disembark as the boat jostles gently from side to side between tens of other pristine white and blue crafts that sit shoulder to shoulder in the harbour. Stepping away from the waterside, you can feel the heat that has soaked into the cobbles since sunrise this morning emanating through the soles of your sandals. The gentle heat is rather grounding after so long spent adrift at sea. Perhaps that's why you decide to take the path that winds up the mountain to Oya as opposed to the cable car. Though perhaps the view would have been nice, you rather fancy the idea of working off some energy after so long cozied up in bed below deck today. It doesn't escape you that this trip has been the first time in years where you're not in any kind of rush. You can finally afford to take the scenic route. Here, there is nothing to do no one to see, and no tune to dance to save for your own. Smiling to yourself, you adjust the overnight bag on your shoulder and begin to follow the winding path up the hillside. The skipper informed you already that it would be wise if the boat went in for a service tonight so it wouldn't be available to sleep in overnight. He seemed ready with an apology for something that seemed rather more like a happy accident to you. Oya is one of Greece's most picture-perfect villages, and you have long yearned for an evening to yourself to wander over its painted stone paths through the white and blue houses and smell the sweet pink flowers cascading on vines across every other doorway. The path up to Oya is a long and winding one, and it gives you a little time to think about all the twists and turns that your life has taken recently. 
the path to the clifftop doubles back on itself over and over again. And though perhaps, because the incline is so shallow, it doesn't feel as though you're making much progress uphill. When you take a moment to pause and breathe, you stare back down at the port and realize that you have been steadily making progress with every step you've taken. It's hard not to compare the afternoon's walk to the path you're carving through life. Of course, there have been days where it has felt as though you're standing still, but if you were to take a moment to breathe, to step away just far enough that you could finally see things with some perspective, you know now you would see it doesn't matter how many times you've had to pivot, change course, or double back on yourself entirely, you have always been heading steadily in the right direction. When you finally crest the hillside, the view you're rewarded with is nothing short of breathtaking. There's something rather full circle about standing before the vista that drew you to a place. A sense of pride washes through you that after all your hours of planning and preparing, the drip came off. A wave of peace settles upon you knowing that you made it that you're finally here, doing the very thing that you always said to yourself you would. The bond of trust you have with your mind and body strengthens, and you're suddenly reminded of why you came here, of the promise you made to yourself to take this time to rest, to relax, to sleep deeply and without distraction from the world beyond your body. You draw a deep breath in and vow to honour the promises you made yourself as you exhale. Oya's streets are narrow, but the crowds that usually fill them seem to have stayed away for the early season. It's quiet. It's almost as though the village itself is deep in slumber, saving up its energy for the full flare of the summer. You wander past shops and restaurants, white, blue and the occasional yellow painted house brighten the village. The pink Flowers the postcards had promised of smell even sweeter than you imagined, and you find yourself rather drawn to the ones before you. It's as though you yourself are seeking the same nectar as the hummingbirds that dip their beaks into flower after flower in search of the sweetness. 
as you take the time to study the impossibly pink petals that seem as commonplace as the weeds in the back gardens at home. You find yourself so wrapped up in their beauty, you almost don't hear the throat being cleared rather purposefully behind you. You don't turn around to see its source, until a voice catching on the same tongue explains that it's called a bougainvillea plant. Is it? You smile, knocked a little off guard by the handsome stranger that's caught you taking a moment to smell the roses in perhaps a more literal sense than you'd like. It's beautiful, you offer, and a silence that feels baited for reasons you're not sure you understand swallows the pair of you whole. There's a sense of inner ease, of confidence about them that screams small town slow living. You can't help but feel a little envious of the easy open set of their shoulders and the hand that rests lazily on their hip. It's not until you're busy noticing the eyes that have met those of their neighbours a thousand times before and never once been fearful of forging a connection that you notice those eyes noticing you. Suddenly you're rather aware that you're noticing might not have gone unnoticed, and the full body flush that was always giving you away as a teenager stains itself across your skin. I'm glad you like it, they say, as their smile cracks open a little wider, and a sense of knowing, and perhaps amusement, adds a shine to their eyes that hadn't been there before. I planted it there a few years ago, they say. You did, you say, unsure if you're agreeing or asking. I did, they smile. This is my grandmother's house. It takes you a moment to register their words, and you parrot them perhaps to confirm your suspicion. This is your grandmother's house. It is. And you've planted this tree here. They nod in agreement with you. In your grandmother's garden, you check. Yes, they confirm. Where we're standing, you ask, hopeful to have gotten the wrong end of the stick. The very same spot, they say, thick laughter rolling through their response. You tear your eyes away from the ones they're so caught up in, and take a moment to survey your surroundings. You must have walked past the white garden wall when you were busy flocking to the flowers. The gate that closes the garden off to the public is detached and resting on the cropped grass beside the wall. Suddenly. The toolbox sat beside the stranger's feet, and the pot of blue paint hanging from their hand makes rather a lot of sense. 
I just swung by to give the gate a lick of paint. It gets a little weathered every winter. I do hope I haven't disturbed you, they say, throwing you a smile that feels about as loaded as a wink or a smirk might have been. You take that as the cue to see yourself out. You're surprised when the stranger calls you back, plucks a pink flower from a branch of the tree you wouldn't have been able to reach by yourself, and holds it out for you to take. A gift, they smile. Thanks, you mumble, plucking it from between their forefinger and thumb before you turn on your heel. Aren't you going to give me anything? They say, false offence thick in their phrasing. And what would you like? You ask, beginning to sense where the conversation might be headed. A name, they say. Carol, Mayor, Peter, Jonas. Which one would you like? You tease, happy to finally have the upper hand. The one that belongs to you they say, the amusement that coated their tone before, moulding itself into something heavier, something that sounded rather like you imagined the honey you drizzle over your breakfast might sound. You offer up your name and talk for a while as the sun sinks lower in the sky and the stranger you met in the garden begins to seem less and less estranged. You're starting to feel as though you might already have known them for a lifetime when they ask if you might be willing to meet them for breakfast in the morning. You nod in agreement, your face a flush for the fifth time in the last five minutes. You hadn't planned to stay any longer in Oya than the night, but you remind yourself that there is no real schedule to keep to. The crew would certainly be glad of a few days off, and perhaps it would be nice to keep your feet planted on dry land for a while, even if it hadn't been part of the plan. You offer your contact details, and they promise to send you the information before you head on your way. Wandering down the street and away from the front garden, you wrestle with yourself not to look back, until you think you can hear their grandmother out in the garden, asking why they didn't invite you in to meet her. When you do relent, and throw a quick glance over your shoulder. You're pleased to find it's them that is blushing all of a sudden, like a teenager caught indulging in a crush they had hoped to keep concealed from family. The smell of fresh herbs drifts out of the tavernas that line the streets, and you duck into a gyros place on the corner seduced by the smell of freshly fried halloumi and too caught up in thoughts of tomorrow morning to think too hard about what else you might like for dinner. When you wrap 
is ready. You tuck in, savoring the fresh flavors. As you wander towards the hotel you're booked into for the night, you're just wiping the last crumbs from your fingertips as you approach the reception. Oya's Hero Resort and Spa is somewhere that has long been on your itinerary. It feels perhaps a little dreamlike to even be standing at the reception desk as they hand you the key to the grand suite and run you through the list of services at your disposal. It feels almost as though you're floating as the host leads you to your suite, pushes open the door, and disappears back down the hallway. The hotel, like many of the buildings in Oya, is built into the side of the mountain, and as such, consists of a series of interconnected caves. There's a simple beauty to the suite you find yourself staying in. The white painted cave walls wrap around you and open out to a window with perhaps one of the most coveted views in the world. It moves you to think that even hundreds, perhaps thousands of years ago, when the first of these caves was carved out, people were aware of quite how special that view out into the ocean is. Across the room from you, an infinity pool that begins in the shade of the stone walls and leads out into the golden sun on the terrace and the azure blues of the Aegean calls to you. Your clothes pull on the floor beside you, and your feet begin to move towards the water before your thoughts can catch up. It's just deep enough to dive into, and the salt water it's filled with helps you to float just that little bit better than you do in a normal swimming pool. The water feels soft, almost silken against your skin as you swim from the depths of the cave out of the shade and into the last of the golden sunlight. You rest there against the very edge of infinity, gazing out at the bluer than blue ocean as the sun sets over Oya for the millionth time. It's hard not to be amazed that night after night, the sunset remains just as magical. You muse that perhaps the sun has spent this entire time trying to impress the moon and making its best effort to flirt with the night sky. Your mind is just wandering back to the stranger you met a few hours ago 
when you hear your phone buzz. You wrestle with your intrigue a little while longer and wait for the first stars to surface in the night sky before you head back inside to check your messages. Meet me at the top of the cliff path at 10. I'll bring coffee, it reads. Perfect, you shoot back. And as you collapse onto the soft mattress, you suppose that perhaps the whole thing has been. The place, the people, the trip, the day, all of it perfect. There aren't a lot of days as perfect as this one, so you take a moment to breathe it in and out as you sink into a state of deep relaxation and allow yourself to drift off into deep dreams.